Hello, Senator. Welcome to Transplants. My name is Alec Flynn, and this is the podcast produced for and by people who are making a go of it in a new city or state. Thank you for listening. And this is going to be another voicemail episode. I decided to put out a prompt for the people out there, and two of you decided to call me. Thank you once again for your continued participation in this podcast. Well, I sent out a little prompt. I was looking for the worst hangover story now. I was vaccinated at the grocery store the other day. Kind of strange that I'm getting life-saving medical technology next to where people get boar's head turkey. It's a little weird, no? I don't know. All of this stuff is super convenient. What, what, what happened to... We don't even listen to Dr. Fauci. And yet I'm able to get a, a, an AstraZeneca mango flavor at 7-Eleven. What happened? Where did this divide happen? We're just like, yeah, shoot me up. Whatever. By the way, which aisle is the trail mix in? God, it's just, things are just getting weird. We're pulling out of Afghanistan, finally. I, I know uh, the, my listeners probably, uh, we're going to ask ourselves, like, Afghanistan, that's a great place to get brunch. No. Afghanistan is in the country that we've been uh, fighting a proxy war there for about 20 years. You know, Biden is pulling out. He has decided to pull out many presidents before. For the last 20 years, they said they'd pull out. Obama said he'd pull out. Trump said he had the strongest pullout game. Didn't pull out. You can't blame Bush for getting in in the first place. Afghanistan was hot. Afghanistan was wet, gushing with oil. A lot of oil in Afghanistan. I understand why he did it. But now we got to pull out. Got to just pull out because you don't want... Uh, you can't have troops running around. Who's got the money for that? Not me. Not this taxpayer. I'll tell you that for sure. Oh, yeah. There's this story I heard from a friend of a friend about that I can't stop thinking about because a lot of women complain about toxic masculinity. And I think that they're on the point with something. They're, I think men in this day and age, there is a problem with us. I don't really think it's necessarily toxic masculinity. Like, you know, obviously we don't go to therapy. We don't talk about our problems. Fine. Yes. Okay. I'll give you that uh, caveat there. However, there's another aspect of it where they're, cert- they're, they're controlling and they're feeble in terms of their emotional independence. Right? So I hear this story. I, I, this, this girl tells me this story about her friend who is dealing with an ex-boyfriend or a a current boyfriend. You know, they've been long distance. He was very controlling. He was very, you know, what are you doing? Who are you with? Very jealous of her friends. Jealous of not being there. Which, you know, if you're in that situation, just break up. Just break up. Deal. Let everyone go, you know? But I guess he comes to visit. And she, he goes, hey, you know, uh, Casey, I'm using fake names. Maybe I'm not. Casey, I want to get back together. And she says, hey, how about we do anal in the shower? (laughs) Which is like, how much of an emotional suck bag do you have to be for a girl to not only like to just divert the conversation, be like, I'm willing to have you (laughs) like, like, I'd rather do anal in the shower then then get back together with you. I literally like I'm I'm so done talking to you. That is I will do whatever it takes 
to get you out of my life, including anal in the shower. And then they do anal in the shower, and she passes out because, spoiler alert, she's never done anal. That's how dedicated this girl was to getting this man out of her life. And you know what? I just commend the women out there who have resorted to extreme sexual, um, you know, acts just to get a man out of their out of their life. I, you know what? Because they just like this girl's like he will not understand if I straight up tell him no. Like I have to like let's give him a reward. Let's get him a carrot. And then when he's getting in the Uber, I'll be like, hey, we're not getting back together. Slam the door. See you at the airport. Bye. Ugh, what a move. I'm just thinking of this. Like, I, I think the, the patriarchy does need a bit of a rebranding. I think we should be doing um, none of the work and still, like, is there a form where I marry you, I don't have a job, but I still get to do all of the house projects? I'm down with that. I'm totally down with that. Like, you know, I won't cook. I'll clean. I'll also, you know, fix the the roof. I'll make sure that the banisters are clean. I'll do whatever really needs to be done around the house. I'll make sure the kids are driven to soccer practice. I'll do the dad stuff. I just don't want any of the responsibility of the breadwinner. Is that fair? Can we do that? I don't know, because that's the masculinity I'm here for. I'm really not here for this, you know, the the overbearing, toxic masculinity type that some of these women apparently um, are complaining about. We can rebrand it. We can be better, guys. Speaking of painful uh, sexual encounters, this gets me to my worst hangover story. The theme of this voicemail episode is worst hangovers. So my worst hangover story, let's cut to 2019. I am a day away, the, the, the next morning I am graduating college, and I'm pretty drunk. Everybody's drunk, it's one of those big senior things where everyone's, oh, you know, going nuts, going crazy, and I'm, I'm you know, living it up. I had met a girl that weekend who went to our school, I'd never met her before, but we ended up um, hooking up at the boat cruise on Thursday. Dancing it up like, you know, Drake's, uh, what's that song where he's just like, y'all get some more drinks going, I'm going to be just fine. Like, I'm doing that, but I'm also sweating profusely through my dress shirt. And But she's into it, so like, we're making out then. Friday night comes along, I find her in the crowd of people, you know, singing Sweet Caroline or something stupid that white people do. And we go back up to my place, hook up. It's fantastic, arguably one arguably one of the better sexual experiences I've ever had. She didn't really do anything great. I just felt like there was that passion of like, yes, we did it. We're graduating. We're about to be adults. And like, there's just so much good energy. Next day, you know, same thing, but, it, but bigger, you know it, like we got to do it even bigger this time. So we're partying again and I see her. I'm like, yeah, let's go back up to my place again. And like it's mattress on the floor because you ain't got any. You, there's no AC. Mattress on the floor. All your stuff's already gone, but you're in your old do- dorm room, and it's just, you know, slapping bare body, going nuts. Okay, I'm doing my best there, and we're just living in the moment, being free. Um, and then the door swings open, and a man enters, 
uh, covered in tattoos, adorned in a CrossFit t-shirt, and just starts really punching me in the face, like really hitting me. You got to mind this, like I am fully torqued at this junction, just in the fetal position, having punches rain down on me at a ferocious pace, screaming like, I'm like, what is going? I'm like yelling, I'm like, what's going on? He's screaming at me like, did you know she had a boyfriend? Did you know she had a boyfriend? And she's yelling at him like, don't hit him. Don't hit him. Hit me. And I'm yelling, hit her. Hit her. Don't hit me. <laughs> and and it's just absolute mayhem. He finally gets off me and he's like, why are you screaming at the girl? And I'm like, I'm just in shock. Like, I'm like, what is, what just happened? Like, I was just accosted. I was assaulted, brother. And uh, he leaves. I'm like looking at this girl like, what the, like you, what's going on right now? I'm like, would have been nice if you told me you had a boyfriend. And then she goes, I did tell you I had a boyfriend, asshole. And I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> whoops. So we get dressed. Um, I'm like, I'm concussed. Like I'm fucked. Like he smoked me in the head. Like definitely like, you know, a couple jar rattling punches there. Uh, I, I just continue walking around drinking the rest of the night. Um, the next day, you know, it's never nice waking up, uh, having to be presentable at your graduation, you know, your family, your friend, you know, your family's around very excited for you to be moving on to this next chapter of your life. Meanwhile, um, you've got a black eye and you've got a hangover, a, like a six day, like you're, you've been drinking for six days straight. You've got a hangover coupled with a concussion. Um, I sit through graduation. I just don't even know what was going on and uh, finally get to, you know, graduation dinner. We're out to dinner with, you know, my family members. Everyone's very sweet. I see my grandmother there. Everyone's excited. 30 minutes in, I'm like, dad, mom, Nana, Uncle Mark, Uncle Rob, my sister, my brother. I can say, hey, you know, the love that's around this table right now, I couldn't ask for anything more. I need to go lay down in the car. So that's what I did. I laid down in the car and uh, yeah, I never told anyone about this until now. So now it's publicly available on Spotify. Bite bars. Bite bars are a vegan and gluten-free made with MCT oil energy bar that you can eat on the go. They come in peanut bite bar. They come in D-bomb, which is peanut butter, chocolate chip, which is called So Extra. I love that. Um, and it's a no regrets energy snack packed with real whole ingredients to fuel your day. And uh, they're delicious AF. That's what it says. I'm reading it from the, uh, the label. It's distributed from Denver. My friend Casey runs this. Um, she runs this company. Check them out. They have really great bite bars. I mean, they have really great snacks. I eat like one a day. I love them so much. So yeah, check them out. Bite bars on Instagram and bitebars.com to get yourself a pack or find out where they you can find them. I think they're going to be at the at the Cherry Creek um, Farmer's Market this summer. So check them out. All right, let's get into some voicemails. All right, going to keep it short and sweet. Um, basically, third week of freshman year. Um, had no idea 
what the fuck was going on. Uh, didn't really drink so much in high school. Was more like a pothead. Anyway, um, get handed a bottle of Svetka. I believe it was strawberry lemonade vodka. Um, at some time around 12:30 in the morning after, you know, a, a full night of drinking, and um, it's pretty much the last thing I remember. Apparently, I was carried across the quad by my friend uh, Cap, and I woke up um, in a pool of my own vomit, um, which I thought was blood, but it was actually just barbecue sauce from the dining hall. Um, ended up not making the day drink the next day. I had to get my aunt to come pick me up so I could wash all of my sheets at her house. Um, and then she told me what a piece of shit I was. So, yeah. Love this move. Okay. Uh, a couple things to, to break down here. Number one, shout out to Cap, your boy, for carrying you across the quad. I don't know if you sound like a, a, a tall guy, so I don't really know. I, you know, I'm, I'm the shorter guy in the crew, so I know that, uh, anytime that, you know, I had a roommate who was taller than me and. Anytime he was like, oh, I'm too drunk. I'm like, I can't do that, man. I'm sorry about that. But what a move calling the ant. I've never really thought about this. You know, most people, they would just succumb to convention and just call a, a direct parent calling the ant because she, you know, she's going to walk in. You know, everybody's got that ant. There's this uh, cigarette hanging out of your mouth. She's like, what are you doing? It's like, you puke all over yourself. You're disgusting. Good thing I don't tell your father about this. Get inside. The dogs miss you. And then you get to wash off the sheets. That's I, I I audibly laughed when you told me you thought it was blood, but it was actually barbecue sauce. Did you... I mean, like, puking in the bed. Oh, man. I haven't puked. I puked on the door once. I mean, you kind of can't puke in bed. Puking in bed is just like... Especially got a roommate. Ugh. That is such a terrible hangover because you're just going to find... You never completely clean out the puke. You're always going to find a piece of Fumunga cheese somewhere around the room when you're done cleaning up. Or just, I don't know, like probably three months after you're done cleaning up. But what a move. I uh, Kudos to you, my friend. That's a good hangover story. I mean, did you stay... I, I imagine you just hung out the rest of the day at your aunt's house, had her cook you. Like maybe some chicken parm, maybe some penne ala vodka, and just had to relax. Had to just wear that one off. Can't go back to campus for another day. Shout out to Cap. All right, let's go to the next voicemail. Hey, Al. It's JD. Hangover story. So I was back home in Austin, and my nighttime companion from college is like, hey, let me roll up from College Station. Two and a half hour drive about 1 a.m., so... I'm like, what can I do with this time that's really productive? So I'm like, let me get absolutely obliterated. So I did do that. Proceeded to make, you know, some great, some very questionable decisions that night, including but not limited to leaving the radiator on extreme high overnight in Texas. Um, so you can, you can imagine how that hangover felt in the morning, too sick for Whataburger, and then had to squeeze myself into appropriate Easter clothing for Easter service. And my mom was like, why are you sweating? And I was like, I love Jesus. That's my story. <laughs> JD. My, oh my God. 
You are the queen of this podcast. Keep sending in voicemails. Oh, man, Easter service. Yeah, I mean, similar situation to what I talked about. Like, anytime you have to, like, we always do it to ourselves. We're like, I got that thing tomorrow. Like, that's a problem for the tomorrow me. That's not a problem. I'm not wearing khakis now. Tomorrow me's got to wear those khakis. Got to wear that sundress to Easter service. Is there anything worse than sweating it out in the Lord's house? Is there anything worse than watching the whole, than letting the Holy Spirit just smell the fucking cheap vodka on you? <laughs> There's nothing worse. I mean, I remember I I try I was going to church here for a little while. I was going to church up in uh, North Denver where like the Italians go. Shout out Our Lady Mount Carmel. And I was pretty hungover for a couple of those. But that's like where it's a good place to just reflect on how much of a piece of shit you are. Like that's the point of church. All these people that have, you know, churches where the pastor's wearing, you know, skinny jeans with holes in them and, you know, long t-shirts with like the entire collarbone exposed. That's not church, okay? Give me a pious Irish man with a full black dress. That's what I'm looking for. It's not about having a good time. It's about sitting there and contemplating your decisions under the threat of molestation. That is what church is about, okay? Don't give me any band. Give me, you know, uh, some of the women from the neighborhood trying their best. That's what I want, all right? How are you supposed to repent for your sins while someone rips a guitar solo? You can't, okay? It's not possible. That's a whole different thing. That's a good hangover story, JD. I, I, I commend you for that hangover story. I will say, I mean, there's, I just, you know, it's good that I've gotten to the place now where, you know, part of why, like, I left and went to Denver is just because I just didn't want to be beholden to any sort of obligations on Sundays that I didn't directly create myself, like church, anniversaries, you know, it's just not the, it's just not a place where I can be hungover. And now that I'm, I mean, like this month, I'm planning on just absolutely flooring it when it comes to drinking because after taking the last month off. Um, so I'm just pretty excited about what's to come in the future. I think it's just going to be out of control. All right. That's about the end of the episode. I didn't really have much else to, to add there. I think it was just a pretty fun one that we could all talk about. Um, I'm going to be doing more voicemail episodes and kind of experimenting with the format of this show. I want to bring people on that I think are just going to be good people to goof around with and have a fun time. Because I think it's mostly about humor. Granted, like, you know, the transplants aspect of it, I will continuously touch on as our recurring theme. However, you know, sit around and uh, talk about, you know, queefs and stuff. Who cares? Um, just uh, programming notes. Sunday Funday Comedy Show. Last We just did it this past Sunday. We continue to get more and more cr- bigger, bigger and bigger crowds. Keep coming out, guys. The support is awesome. We're going to have another fire lineup on May 16th, so we'd love to see you there. Um, tickets will be available at the link in my bio. Reserve a table. It's free. Um, and, yeah, just continue listening. And also, if you're in the Boulder area, June 12th, I'm going to be hosting a show at the Niche Event Center for Sam Talent, and we're going to have some awesome out-of-town headliners that will also be there. That show is going to be super fun. So, yeah, um, I'm just finishing it up, and I want to say thank you once again to the listener and continue being a transplant. And if you're not a transplant yet, 
you know, continue thinking about it at least. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, keep them to yourself. All right. Thank you very much, Senator. Hope to see you again.